Buenos dias from Center City. This is the Russian Venezuela update from the 10th of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 3rd, France invited Maduro and Guaido's delegates Jorge Rodriguez and Gerardo Blide to be part of the next Paris Peace Forum sponsored by the French President Emmanuel Macron. Regarding the meeting, Vase said that it was a way to express France's support for the negotiation process in Venezuela. He also said that Joseph Borrell, the high representative for the Union of Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, might be present. The forum will be held at the Broniart Palace on the 11th and 12th of November. Following this news on Wednesday the 9th, the Unitarian Platform accepted the invitation from Macron's president to attend the Paris Peace Forum, where they would address the negotiation process between Venezuela's political parties in Mexico, suspended since October 2021 by Maduro's regime. The opposition coalition announced that the coordinator of the negotiation team, Gerardo Blide, will attend the meeting along with other members. Regarding Maduro's representative, during a brief informal conversation Maduro had with Macron and the United Nations Conference on Climate Change, better known as the COP27, Maduro confirmed Rodriguez's participation in the forum. Speaking of the COP27, on Tuesday the 8th, during his speech at the conference, Maduro asked the countries that have access to the Amazon, such as Colombia, Brazil, Ecuador, Peru, Venezuela, and Guyana, among others, to consider reactivating the Amazon Cooperation Treaty Organization. Maduro pointed out the importance of saving the Amazon rainforest from the great damage it has suffered in recent decades as part of the, quote, effects linked to the predatory capitalist system, unquote, a cause with which the president of Colombia is totally in agreement, as he reported at the same conference. In migration news, on Thursday the 3rd, a spokesperson from the United States Department of Homeland Security reported that the U.S. government has issued 6,800 humanitarian permits for Venezuelans and nearly 500 beneficiaries have already entered the country by air. Let's remember that Biden's administration launched a program on the 8th of October that seeks to stop the irregular arrival of Venezuelan immigrants at the border by delivering 24,000 humanitarian permits to enter the country only for those who meet certain requirements. Illegal immigrants that cross the border will be expelled to Mexico immediately. The spokesperson reported that after two weeks of the program application, irregular crossings, quote, have been substantially reduced, unquote, going from a daily average of 1,100 to about 300. Moving on, on Thursday the 3rd, Maduro asked Antonio Guterres, the Security General of the United Nations Organization, to, quote, solve Venezuela's difficulties in paying the U.N. fees. The complaint was made during a national broadcast while the Maduro regime was celebrating Cuba's victory against the United States economic embargo. Maduro said that Venezuela could not be part of the voting process due to sanctions that prevent the countries from having bank accounts to pay the UN fee. Therefore, Venezuela was removed from the voting system. Maduro said he has already communicated with Guterres to resolve the payment issue to enable Venezuela's full right before the UN. He also asked Guterres to allow different payment methods for the countries if they have the funds.
On that note about Maduro, on Thursday the 3rd, in a meeting about the petrochemical and agricultural sector, Maduro said that Monomeros Company said the Monomeros Company was looted, quote, by Guaido and the 40 thieves, unquote, and that it is time for its reconstruction and growth. At the meeting, Minister Tarek El Isami said that since the company is in the hands of the Maduro administration, more than 30,000 tons of fertilizers have been distributed to Colombian farmers. Recall that Monomeros was administered by Juan Guaido's government from 2019 until the arrival of the Gustavo Petro to the presidency of Colombia, where he handed it over again to the Maduro administration. On Friday the 4th, the Ministry of Transport reported that they will evaluate the International Air Transport Association, a plan focused on guaranteeing the prompt and total reestablishment of air connectivity that will allow the country's economy to be boosted. In a press release, the ministry said that in the coming days, tactical roundtables will be held to specify what these strategies will be. In other news, on Thursday the 3rd, Disodado Cabello, the first vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, once again insisted on moving forward the presidential elections scheduled for 2024. In recent weeks, various Chavista spokesmen, including Maduro himself, talked about the possibility of modifying the electoral calendar. Last week, Enrique Marquez, the National Electoral Council rector, said that according to the law, it is impossible to bring forward the election date. However, these rumors have not stopped the Venezuelan opposition from continuing to put up their candidates. On Saturday the 5th, Andres Velasquez, the national leader of the political party La Casa Ere, announced his candidacy for the primary elections of the Unitarian Platform, a process that will choose the person who will compete in the 2024 presidential elections against Maduro. Velasquez said that holding the opposition's presidential primaries is an unquestionable method to resolve the election of a single candidate. He said he is sure that with a single candidate, the opposition will be able to dethrone Maduro. On the same day, Carlos Ocaris, the leader of Primero Justicia, also announced his candidacy for the opposition's presidential primaries. Regarding Cabello's threats about bringing forward the election's date, Ocaris also asked to move forward the primary's date as a precaution. For the Primero Justicia party, Carlos Ocares is the third candidate to run. Juan Pablo Guanipa and Enrique Capriles are the other two candidates who have joined these primaries. In recent weeks, several candidates have been running for the primaries of the Unity platform. However, the exact date of these elections is still unknown. On Monday the 7th, according to a document from the state-owned company Pay de Vesa, a unit of the Italian oil company, Eni received two shipments of one million barrels of diluted Venezuelan crude. The shipments mark the resumption of an oil-for-debt deal after a four-month hiatus and are authorized by the U.S. government as an exception to sanctions against Venezuela's oil sector. 
PDVSA owes billions of dollars to partners in dozens of oil and gas joint ventures, prompting some foreign companies to leave the country empty-handed, while others asked Washington for authorizations to receive oil from Venezuela to reduce debts. Tropical waves continue to wreak havoc in different states of the country on Thursday the 3rd as a result of heavy rainfall, a landslide in the Valle Verde sector, and another one in the city of Guanta left at least seven deaths in Anzoategui state. Luis Marcano, the governor of Anzoategui, declared three days of state mourning, quote, in solidarity and condolences for the unfortunate human losses, unquote. On the same day, around 1,100 people who live in El Calao municipality, Bolivar State, were affected by the heavy rainfall that poured during the night, causing floods and overflow of the Jurunai River, which left one person dead. On Friday the 4th, the United Nations shared a report stating that in 2022, the organization supported over 30,000 people affected by the rainfalls in Venezuela, which have left more than 85 dead in the last three months. The aid distributed by various United Nations agencies in Caracas and eight other states has included medicines, psychosocial and educational support, food and household goods, and access to water, among other types of immediate assistance. In some positive news, on Tuesday the 8th, Gaiteros de Maracaibo achieved the Guinness record for the largest Venezuelan folk music band. A group of more than 400 Gaiteros, including Singers, drummers, ferreros, cuatristas, and maraqueros performed for more than five minutes the gaita titled Reina Morena in the square of the Basilica de Nuestra Señora del Rosario de Chiquinquira in the Maracaibo state. The broadcast had 25,000 viewers on Maracaibo's government YouTube channel. Would you like to watch the video? You can follow the link in our show notes. And that's it for this week about social media. As we know, it's neither social in any real sense, and it's not media, although many people use it that way. The Twitter takeover has led many to abandon it and look around elsewhere, and everybody knows that Facebook is somewhat of a terrible but convenient force in the world. So our question is, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all, using Mastodon? What are your experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, which social media platforms do you use? Where do you think that Rorschach should create an account? You can let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.